Thank you for tuning in to The Mystery Behind Magic. In this week's episode, we'll be talking to Kevin Booth about his new cards, which are now available in the Kickstarter, which will be linked below. Without anything else to say, I hope you enjoy this episode with Kevin Booth talking about his new deck of cards. Enjoy! Hello everybody and welcome back to the mystery behind magic. I am Chanath Kish. And I'm Robbie Stevens and today we are joined, well again, with Kevin Booth. Hello! Say hello, Kevin. hello. Um, welcome Good to be back. back. Thanks for having me, thanks for having me. Yeah, um, we decided to bring Kevin back and thank you, Kevin, for coming on again um, because we just wanted to talk more about his cards because it's um, been a couple of weeks now, I think, um, since his cards are launched and we sort of wanted to talk about it a little bit more because we did sort of talk about it in the first episode Kevin was on, uh, but we sort of wanted to dive a bit uh, more deeply into it as well so um i'm just looking at the page now um there's only 43 days left to go and currently as we're recording this there's 46 backers yeah and um the goal is to get four thousand and one hundred pounds yes and currently you're at one thousand seven hundred ninety pounds I believe yes yeah so we are pretty much uh, just under halfway i think that's uh comes out as like 44 percent or something like okay, that yeah. um so just just under halfway at the moment and uh yeah so it, it had 60 days um when it started and it's now uh just under 50 so yeah no it's it's been a weird sort of journey starting off um and there's still something sort of weird for me to talk about in a way because it's such a new adventure yeah Yeah, so how's the trajectory the trajectory looking for with the statistics do you think you will get to the 4100 pounds um at the moment it's well it started off obviously as as it sort of was expected a lot of people were waiting for it so the people that were waiting for it sort of backed straight away uh so it did really well in the first sort of three days it, it was massive did really really well obviously because people were sort of waiting for the run up to it people already knew about the deck obviously but now it's about getting people that didn't know about the deck um people that hadn't you know heard of me or hadn't heard of the dystopian deck uh for them to back it as well so trajectory wise that's a difficult word to say um it's sort of on track um maybe a little bit behind at the moment um but nothing that i'm too worried about um you know obviously i'm gonna keep promoting it and keep doing all that but i think it's 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 on track at the moment yeah absolutely and um, if you haven't backed it yet it will be the first link in the description um thank you yeah because absolutely because i think just looking at the pictures now and um on the uh kickstarter there are pictures if people scroll down and it just looks absolutely amazing i mean Oh, it's a beautiful, oh, beautiful deck. Thank you very much. That, yeah, that, that means a lot to me. Thank you. 
no yeah and um it's you can uh pledge anything um any amount of money you want and uh but it's if you pledge 15 pounds or more you get one dystopian deck and if you pledge yeah. 28 pounds or more um you get one dispo dystopian deck and one digital pdf of Kevin's 230 page magic book uh plethora um which is yeah. worth 40 yeah I, I sort of threw that in as um as a little sort of bonus in a way um, but the the book is also like as an add-on. So even if you went for um, you know just one deck or or like the four pound option uh, where you get what's called a supporter pack, you can still add uh, plethora on as like a a little extra, um, you know, with with any pledge. Yeah, that's that's really nice of you. And then thirty pounds more is uh, you get two decks and so on. I mean, I really hope you know this does become successful, and I I think it will be. Um, because I haven't seen a first deck look so good. And honestly, um, I'm not only saying this because you're here, um, but honestly, I think it looks yeah. better than a lot of creators' deck as well. So, yeah, I can't wait. Well, thank you. Yeah, it, it, was, a, it was a weird thing sort of designing a, a deck and releasing it because I know that I've been quite open in the past about designs that I don't like. Mm. I've made a few videos on designs I, I sort of think are you know i've also made a lot of videos on designs i do like but i also like to talk about sort of controversial ones the ones i think are, are lazy and so on um so i'm not afraid to be critical of other people's work which is a bit scary when it comes to making something of your own because <laughs> then you know that, like there's going to be people out there that that don't like this and they're going to sort of turn the uh the spotlight on me in a way and say well you know, you criticize these other designs and look at your design sort of thing. So it was nerve wracking because I knew a lot of people are going to sort of have opinions about this. And I've seen people that really don't like it, of course. Uh, you know, I've received messages from all sorts of people telling me their opinions. And some have been good, some have been bad, but it sort of comes along with it. Um, but no, it means a lot uh, that you uh, that you think that it's a, a decent design. It really does. Not just a decent so out of interest. design. It's, it's an absolutely beautiful design. And like I said... I don't think anybody's decide, uh, designed um, or got people to design a first deck of cards um, that looks anything like this because it is hard. It is like another art in itself. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It, is, it was a really tough, really tough process. Um, but no, sorry, go on. What was, the other, what was the other question? Yeah, yeah. So out of interest, like what, what kind of criticism have you faced? Um, well, it's, it's not the most uh happy design in the world it's not the happiest thing in the world the, the design i mean it, it's literally got barbed wires as the border and watchtowers and so on uh you know i've heard some people say that it's um i mean one really interesting bit of criticism which i didn't even think of but uh that, that ha has been said is that it's inappropriate to use watchtowers on the back design i received quite a lengthy message actually from someone who obviously i'm not going to name uh saying that it's inappropriate to use watchtowers because of the association with, um, you know, like a World War II design, I think they'd slightly misunderstood and they thought that, I don't know if they knew the name of the deck, but they, they seemed to think that it was about World War II. And it's not at all. I mean, it's, it's, it's not from World War II. Uh, and in fact, the artwork that we took um, to sort of inspire the back design, that watchtower in particular, wasn't even a World War II watchtower. It's from, you know, the, the designs, the sort of styles we took from are, are nothing to do with uh, the war or anything. So, um, 
that that was one sort of criticism I didn't think of. Um, the sort of connotations of that it's not to do with that at all. It's uh, you know it's about a society that doesn't even exist, which I think is really important because if I was doing a, a, a design that was to do with the war, then yeah, maybe it would be uh, inappropriate to do that. And also, I've spoken about in videos in the past uh, about using negative imagery on the. the saying is it appropriate to put that on a back design because the name of the virus is the bad thing it's the negative thing and um then i sort of go and release this deck that is you know sort of negative throughout it's it's about oppression it's about you know society's not listening to the people and so on um but i think maybe it's a different story when it's about a society that doesn't exist mm. so yeah I, I understand why why some people don't like it it's not a a nice, you know, when I say nice, I mean, it's not happy to, to look at, but hopefully people can sort of get behind the, the message of what it's trying to say. And I, I don't also want it to be all negative. You know, there's a lot of positivity throughout as well, the sort of uh, rebellion side of it as well. So some of the cards have graffiti on. So I've got the deck here. So the, the, the Joker, for instance, has, um, you know, graffiti spray painted across the, the sort of Watchtower logo. And that's sort of, I like I like having the the contrast between the dark of you know the people being oppressed and then the sort of light of you know they're fighting back and th there's a lot of positivity throughout it and I think sort of highlighting the negativity and saying that it's bad maybe is is sort of a misunderstanding of what the deck is trying to go for does that does that make sense I don't know yeah yeah and I think it's nice that it's a little bit different um, than to other ones that I have certainly seen as well so. Well, thank you. Yeah, we, we did want to go with something different. Um, you know, there were a lot of ideas, actually, that didn't make it into the deck in the end, just because we didn't want to sort of crowd it. Uh, one of the early ideas I had, actually, was not making it a full deck uh, on purpose. So I was going to sort of miss some cards out on purpose, from one from each suit, um, just to sort of, I don't know, tie into the whole idea. Like, there's a rules card, for instance. One of the ad cards is a rules card, and one of the rules... Um, which is the first card you see in the deck is that you can't play card games with it. So uh, that was an early idea of maybe I won't include all the cards so that it's actually impossible to play card games with. Um, but ultimately, no, it is a full deck. But so, there were lots of ideas like that that didn't make it into the final version. So how come you, you scrapped that idea? Was it just because you realized actually they can get rid of the cards themselves if they so wish? Exactly, yeah. And also, I think it would just hurt the deck. I don't think it would be a positive thing. I would only want to include, or in that case, not include things that would be positive for the overall deck, if you see what I mean. Yeah. So I think by not including a card, I'm sort of hurting the deck. Um, and I think having a full deck is just a nice thing to do. Obviously, there are you know duplicates and there's a, a rules card, like I said, which is a bit unusual. So it does sort of push the boundaries in, in some interesting ways. Um, and in some ways that, again, some people don't like, but I'm, I'm in a way, I'm just sort of, I'm, I'm happy with the design, so I think that's that's important. Yeah. And also, what I really like is that it isn't, like, it is your deck, but it isn't Kevin Booth's deck. So, um, yeah. know, people who might not watch you on a regular basis, you know, they might like the design, so they buy it for the design and not because um, you've made it. 
and I think that's such a good idea as well. So it yeah, exactly. That that was so so important. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that it isn't a merchandise. That it's uh, yeah, a and it, oh, that's a really good. That's a really good point. Actually, I, I didn't want it to feel like merch. You know, uh, I remember announcing it, and I announced it on Patreon early, and you know, sort of gave hints that I was releasing a, a deck. And I remember one of the people on my Patreon said, "You know, is it going to be your logo?" And that was really interesting because it never even crossed my mind during the, the whole production beforehand of making a deck of cards. It would have been easy to take an existing logo uh, and slap it on the back design. And I'm sure some people would have got it, but certainly I just don't like that. I think that's having your own logo on the deck 52 times or whatever would be a little bit not egocentric because I know some people do it for very good reasons, but I think it would be very simple and very predictable so I, I didn't want to go down that line and also this is an idea i've had for you know many many years having having this particular design uh, there are some others i've had for a long time but this was sort of the first one i really wanted to have done uh the dystopian deck yeah do you think you'll release more decks in the future i really hope so yeah uh if this kickstarter is is fully funded then I'm almost certain that the profits that I make from it will go directly into my next deck of cards, which seems a bit, you know, <laughs> working backwards. But yeah, I, I definitely want to, um, you know, it'd be a crazy sort of ambition for me to, to have um, a playing card company or at least a playing card brand. And yeah, maybe this is the start of that. Who knows? But definitely I would want to. Yeah. I mean, it's a great start. Um, you know, in, if you do want to carry that further and it's, how, why did you want to, because there's obviously so many decks on the market, why did you decide yeah. to release one of your own? Well, that's interesting. And I think it is because of the the number of decks nowadays. We're in a world where um, anyone can release a deck of cards if they, if they really, really wanted to, if they had the, you know, the know-how. I think they could, um, which is a really good thing for the community because with companies like, USPCC and Cartamundi offering this printing of custom designs. That just means that anyone with the right, you know, design, anyone with the right skill uh, and art and whatever can release their own deck. And that's a really positive thing because it means that you don't have to go through these big companies that, um, you know, are the only people that can produce decks. In the same way that YouTube allowed anyone to have an audience making videos, whereas before you'd have to go through a television network, you know, that was the, the other alternative in a way before online video. This is a really positive thing for the community and I just sort of leapt at that chance, to be honest. Uh, and I've been inspired by so many people along the way um, who I won't even begin to name just because I might miss some of them out. But yeah, there's just been just been so many inspirations. And I, I really like the idea of being part of the card community. It's a great community. Yeah, and um, how, how I look at it is obviously there's the big, uh, car companies like you said like for example bicycle or um, there's the monarch cards but i look at this as like an artisan card like uh, yeah maybe yeah maybe it is maybe it is um uh, you know I, I certainly know that this wouldn't be the most profitable design you know if i was just after making money from a deck of cards then i could go for something a lot more uh mainstream a lot more eye-catching possibly a lot happier and you know nicer to look at in a way this isn't meant to be a deck that's particularly nice to look at um but it's certainly a deck that plays with our expectations of a deck of cards um you know that was really the whole idea what, what would 
cards, what would playing cards look like in a society where all of these creative expressions, uh, all of these, this creative freedom was sort of frowned upon. And so bit by bit, we just went through the deck and sort of almost took out the, the creativity, which is strange because in itself, that is creative. You know, the whole back design, making the back design, all of that was a creative process and something that took a long time. But all that, all that while we were focusing on, uh, you know, sort of, uh, how do I say this, showing a society where creativity is frowned upon. Uh, yeah, I, th I think like one of the coolest cards that I can see here is the, the Ace of Spades. Oh, right, just yeah. looks so sick. How, how, <laughs> do you, how do you come up with that? Um, by quite simply just getting a piece of paper and, and drawing an Ace of Spades on it and then adding graffiti to it. I mean, that was how it started. I, you know, it was all pen and paper. I'm not too um, knowledgeable about digital design and things like that, so I literally just was using pen and paper to start with um but obviously the, the main sort of thing is that a lot of the design happens in your head which is strange because obviously you can't see that you can't print that out but if i could print the design directly from my head onto the cards which obviously is impossible um then it would look pretty close to the thing that we actually ended up with um and I'm really happy with that. It's almost exactly how I wanted it to turn out. And when I say almost exactly how I wanted it to turn out, the things that were different were different because we tried them and then they actually didn't look good. So in the end, we've, we've sort of come up with the, the, the best way of doing the design that was in my head, if you understand. Um, so yeah, no, it was, it was a strange sort of process, especially with the Ace of Spades, actually, because obviously that just tends to be one of the first cards that you think of when you're thinking of a deck of cards. Oh, what does the Ace of Spades look like? Often it's like the first card you come to, the first card you, you look at. And so we wanted to just sort of break apart the whole theme of the deck. You know, the back design is pretty much just two colours throughout the whole thing. All of the cards are, are very standard. And then you come to an Ace of Spades like that and you're sort of faced with like, what the hell is this? You know, it's really confusing. It's really... um ill-fitting with the rest of the design but on purpose like, it's not meant to look good underneath there is an ace of spades that, that does look good and then we've added all of this yellow and red and black onto it just to make it really ugly so it's, it's sort of ugly on purpose and the other joker as well there's two jokers one that sort of follows the same theme again that just looks ugly on purpose we covered it in graffiti so um that was a very very strange choice but possibly one of my favorite parts about the deck at which point did you decide to put the reveals in? Because I'm looking at some of the cards now, and if you look close enough, you can kind of see some cool things about them. So yeah, when did that that's kind of one of the last things, actually. One of the last things that, that we did. Um, you know, there's a few tiny little details uh, that will be in the final version that aren't actually on the, the cards that I have, the prototypes, or the images on the, the Kickstarter, because we want to sort of hide those details so that only people that get the real decks will see them and uh some of the reveals are those um but yeah for instance on the king of clubs there's a little seven of hearts reveal um i like that anyway because i think that that's a, a nice trick you know i've performed with cards that had reveals and spectators seem to like them so in a way that's sort of more for the spectator's sake than than the magician's sake uh just simply because i think they're a really nice inclusion in any deck but also going along the themes of the whole dystopian deck, I, I like the idea that, you know, the, the people, the court cards have sort of smuggled these tiny things in, um, 
because they've had everything else taken off them. You know, if you look at the court cards, you'll notice that none of them are holding anything. So the queens aren't holding their flowers, the kings aren't holding their, um, you know, staffs and the jacks and so on. You know, they're all empty-handed. So we, we sort of wanted to give something back, and uh, the reveals was that. Yeah, and um, I'm just looking at um, them as well, and it's really interesting. For example, the king of uh, clubs is uh, on the top. The mouth is like uh, sellotaped, but on the bottom, uh, it's blindfolded. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We wanted at least one card to to look like that. Uh, we we tried it on the king of diamonds. Uh, but, but it sort of uh, looked better on the King of Clubs in a way. Um, and yeah, again, that's that's just sort of tying into some of the people. And in a way, if you think of the court cards as the leaders of the deck, some of the leaders of our world are either blind to the problems that are going on or they just simply can't speak out. They can't change anything. Um, there's a lot of metaphors throughout the whole thing, you know, stuff I, I won't even probably get to because just because we're running, a, you know, on a short schedule. Um, but the whole the whole deck is is a metaphor in a, in a way, yeah. and, and it's art. It's you know. It's... One thing I want to touch on is the the Madison thing. Um, yeah, yeah. Th so like, there's an exclusive Madison King of Diamonds. Yeah, and so kind of what involvement did Daniel Madison have in this? Um, in the actual deck itself. Um, other than the King of Diamonds, no involvement. So he, he's not, um, you know, one of the designers. He's, he's not uh, sort of part of the, the process. And, and quite nicely as well, because when he saw the cards for the first time, he was seeing them for the first time. You know, he didn't know what the, the design would be, uh, certainly on the King of Diamonds. Um, so, it, and also, if you do want to see, um, just for the, the listeners, if you do want to see what uh, Daniel Madison thought of the deck, there is a video on my channel where, uh, he he made a little review little review video, um, and very kindly allowed me to put it on my channel. Um, he really likes the King of Diamonds because we did something different. Um, so a lot of people just take the King, put it in the deck, and and that's that. We wanted to sort of change it around a bit, so we put tape on on his mouth. You know, as we did with all the cards, we couldn't really have a court card that didn't have some uh, some tape or blindfolds or whatever. So we we taped his mouth. Um, we wrapped barbed wire around his hands and in prayer, his eyes are closed. These are details that have been in other decks, but sort of seeing them together with this recoloring, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. But his involvement in the deck was, no, he, he wasn't involved. Um, but you know, he was, he was sort of honored to be, to be included. And I, again, you know, I, he is an inspiration for why I have a deck of cards in the first place. So it only felt right to put him in here as, as a sort of thank you. Um, for you know all of the stuff that he's done for the card community, uh, but also for for me personally, inspiring me partly to to go into this. And um, how long uh, would you say it got from um, not the ideas from when you know okay this is actually an idea that I want people to buy you know uh, to make. Um, how long did it take uh, to design it and then obviously to put it on Kickstarter? Um, that whole process, if we're talking from the, the very, very beginning, uh, at the start, it was quite a slow thing. Sometimes I wasn't working on it for a few weeks and then I'd come back to it. Um, and then I met Arya, who is the king of clubs and he is, um, 
really the main driving force behind this, you know, although I'm sort of the one talking about it, I really owe it all to him for, for the fact that this deck exists because without him simply wouldn't have happened. So, um, so yeah, if you don't know who he is, um, please go and check him out on Instagram. What is his handle? I think it's Arya underscore Ha. Um, he'll be linked in, if you know my Instagram, he'll be linked in like all the pictures just simply because he, you know, is, is the reason this deck exists, the whole back design, all the, all the faces, all the court cards. He's uh, a fantastic, fantastic designer. So um, when I came across him, when I met him, and um, that was just sort of the beginning of it, really, um, it took, I don't know, it took a few months, I'd say about three months from, uh, from meeting him to the, the final design being available and, and sort of being printed and available on Kickstarter. But I had worked with other designers who had come up with things that I wasn't a fan of. So if we're including that, then it's you know at least a year and a half in, in the making. Um, but yeah, Ayu was the, the designer for me. And I think the really important thing that I will say, if people are wanting to get their own deck of cards designed, but like me, they can't digitally design them in any way and they don't have that know-how, uh, find the designer that is right for you, honestly. Because if I'd have gone with the first person that got in contact and the first person I spoke to about the dystopian deck, we'd end up with a very different deck and one that wouldn't be anywhere near as good. So it's all about trial and error, just talking to people and seeing if they are the right designer, get them to send you some concept art and see if you like it. And be honest, be brutal. I turned down about five designers before I found Arya, simply because their work just, you know, they didn't get it. They didn't, they didn't understand it. It's no, um, no offense to them. You know, they're good designers, but you need to connect with the person and you need to share that vision, especially if it's something, you know, as close to your heart as, as this design was to me. So yeah, that's my advice really. Yeah, and uh, what I love about this as well, and this is with uh, any of your products, that you're not doing this because of money. You're not rushing it because you want to turn out the biggest profit you can. I mean, I'm sure, you know, you would be able to do that. Just put your logo on back of uh, a deck of cards and then just put it out, you know, after a month. But no, you actually, you know, took a really, really long time doing this and thinking about it and obviously turning down a lot of people um so yeah you definitely didn't rush it and i think you can really really see that in the um in the photos and the outcome well thank thank you very much i'm i'm glad that it, you know i'm glad that it all paid off it's surreal that uh, you know i even have a prototype and it's surreal that anyone is, is even backing the kickstarter to be honest because for me it still feels like i'm at the beginning of this you know and i am obviously i'm at the beginning of it but we, we've come so far from from where we started and that's just fantastic to see. I just want to go back to the, the designers. How did you go about the process of finding designers that were best for you? Um, I mean, designers are sort of like magicians in a way. They're often they're freelance if they're working from home, as, as people are nowadays more often. Um, but yeah, I just sort of started searching. I went on a load of uh, websites where you can hire different tradespeople and look for designers. And I was, you know, obviously planning on just paying them up front and, and then starting this process. The issue with that is if they are a tradesperson who is constantly taking in business, they're going to see you as just that. They're going to see you as a customer. And so they're not going to care quite as much about it. Like, sure, they could do a good job. Maybe we'd end up with something very similar to the dystopian debt. Um, 
but they they wouldn't care about it as much because they see you as a customer and that's no again no offense to them that's their business that's their line of work um but you really need someone who shares that creative vision so with this you know there's a lot of a lot of meaning a lot of all that sort of arty nonsense that goes into this um and so you need someone who who understands you and understands the project so in the end i i didn't go down the the trade route i didn't go down the, the route of paying someone up front and taking them through this project because i know that they would say okay well i'll allocate two weeks to this art project and at the end i'll give you the design and that's that and i didn't want that i wanted a, a real back and forth someone who would potentially uh, you know be a business partner in this not just someone who's sending you the design and then you never hear from them again you know i still obviously talk to you a lot i'm constantly sharing all sorts of artwork and you know i'm beginning to talk about uh, you know more debts that i might want to use in the future but it's it needs to be a real back and forth you need to have a real proper communication with this person not just from the beginning and then that's it um so you know the number of different tweaks and tiny little changes that wouldn't be possible if you were paying this person just for you know the artwork you, you need to be always in, in contact with them yeah and how do you come up with uh the the name dispo uh, dispo oh i can't say it now dispo this dystopian deck there we go <laughs> dystopian there we go. <laughs> oh. um, it's interesting at first we didn't know what the, the design would be called the design uh sorry the design uh the name were was sort of born out of the design is strange really we didn't know it was going to be called dystopian deck and in fact actually uh, uh, on the the box of the prototypes uh it does say dystopia because originally that was the name for for, our, for the whole time it was called dystopia and then quite last minute really it just felt wrong and we wanted to call it um dystopian deck so uh, you know obviously it's a very minor change but it went from being dystopia playing cards to the dystopian deck and that, that was yeah just because we looked at the design and thought yeah we can come up with a better name than dystopia we're, we're gonna call it dystopian it seems so small that it's literally one letter it seems like such a small change but that's what a design is it's lots of small changes being made you you can't change it all at once it has to be done bit by bit so right from the barbed wire to the watchtowers to the clouds and the sky and the little icon in the center all of that was changed throughout the whole thing if you look at the beginning everything's a different size a different color a different angle and you can only change one thing at a time so that is how a design has to happen but yeah at first we, we really didn't know what the name was going to be called maybe it was going to be called camp 52 uh, which is actually not something I came up with. That was Arya who, who thought of Camp 52 and, and put that sort of as the name of the society. Um, but yeah, in the end, we settled on Dystopian and I, I'm really happy with that. Yeah, and I think it really... It does sound a lot nicer, yeah, actually, and it than really just links... Dystopia playing cards. And it links to the imagery. Yeah, in a way, we sort of wanted like the, the hard end at the end, which sounds strange, but Dystopia just sort of let, leaves you quite open, like Dystopia... Uh, so we wanted something sort of with uh, a bit more punch to it and dystopian just gets to the point a bit quicker. Yeah. Um, but yeah, little things like that make, make a lot of difference, I think. And who knows if the dystopia deck would have been any different or thought been thought of any different, but dystopian just seemed to work. Um, so yeah, uh, it was also, yeah, just a, a really nice moment when we finally had this name and it just felt right. It just fitted. Because one of the things that 
you almost forget about is the name because you're focusing so much on all the other things then suddenly it's like oh by the way what are we calling this <laughs> it's really strange because uh, you don't think of that it's not a physical part of the deck it's just the name that's going to be called so we almost forgot to give it a name it's really strange um just because we were yeah just focusing on all the other aspects yeah i mean um thank you kevin for coming on and sharing a little bit behind um obviously some of the ideas that went behind making the deck and i can't wait for your uh, little documentary of it as well because i think that would be really interesting obviously going into more detail and, yeah uh, yeah well absolutely no worries I, I i could talk about cards and magic for hours so uh <laughs> thank you very much yeah thank you and thank you everybody for listening <laughs>